This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It includes so many different things, but at its core, it is all about sports, it is all about our culture, and it is all about our family, sometimes a dysfunctional family. This is the Auburn Experience podcast where we dive into all things Auburn within the Auburn family spectrum episode 14. I'm your host, Kyle Loomis, and glad to have back in an Auburn family member because it's always best when we spend it together. My co-host, Austin Scott. Austin, welcome back to our show. War Eagle, Kyle. Thanks for having me. You said it best. Sometimes the Auburn family is dysfunctional, and that plays into the Auburn experience. We're coming off of Thanksgiving when we spend a lot of family time, and sometimes that can be dysfunctional. <laughs> Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, uh, keeping up with, with or catching up with friends and family, and maybe keeping up with what's going on in the Auburn world. Uh, I th- yeah. I'm sure we'll dive into a good bit of it here. I think probably most people who call themselves part of the Auburn family spent half their time looking over at the dysfunctional actual family that they have in front of them. And then <laughs> like flicking on their phone and like, Oh, here's my Auburn family dysfunctional. It's like, just get rid of the two of them. Just let's just for a minute, just <laughs> be by ourselves. That's all we need to do. No dysfunction is necessary because everywhere I go it is falling apart. And as some people said in our pre lobby, uh, before recording the show, a poop show. I will not use other terms that I'm sure other people want to insert into that. Um, we're going to have some fun with this, even though some of the conversations are not all that positive conversations tonight. But we will get to that thing that everybody's focusing on, the, the coaching search and the shenanigans around that. But we always want to spend our first few minutes together just kind of catching up with what's kind of been happening this week. And believe it or not, the still the most important thing in Auburn's world is the Iron Bowl. Whether you win it or you lose it, it is the greatest rivalry in college sports. And I will fight anyone tooth and nail on that discussion. Might be the greatest rivalry in all of sports too. Austin Outside of the results of the Iron Bowl for 2022, your thoughts and feelings about the the day, the rivalry weekend. As you know, real quick, we made fun of this all week with my family or my in-laws. Instead of saying rivalry week, we say rivalry week. Like it just kind of flows off the tongue. Beaver. See, I can't even get it out yep. yet because I've messed myself up so much. But anyway, your thoughts on Iron Bowl and rivalry week? Yeah, no, it's the. I mean, it, you're right. It's the greatest rivalry there is. Um, it's something that if you've grown up around it kind of consumes, uh, the year, no matter if we're in football season or not. Um, it's right. We've talked about dysfunctional families. It's right around Thanksgiving. So it provides mm-hmm. plenty of table topics, uh, leading into the game. Uh, my mom actually gave, gave a, uh, ultimatum of no football that we had Thanksgiving at her house for the first time, her new house for the first time we had a, she had an ultimatum, ultimatum of no football talk. And, uh, that didn't last too long. My granddad was like, you want to go outside? And so we, uh, <laughs> we still had, we still have talked to a good bit of football, but, um, yeah, it, it's the best. And it, I was super excited for it with every, regardless of how the season's gone or, or how much of an underdog Auburn was, regardless, um, that's what you play for. And you play, you play for the rivalries. There were all, tons of them across the country, Yep. Um, but as usual, most most were focused on the Iron Bowl. So um, it was a great, 
I, I thought it was an incredible game, truly. Um, and, uh, it, you know, they only come around once a year. And, and we, yeah. only, we only get to enjoy it and get to be all caught up in that once a year. My cool experience for me this year, I actually got to spend um, the Iron Bowl weekend in Birmingham because uh, we have in-laws that have, you know, just had a first year house there. And so we decided this year it was the best thing um, for that portion of the family to get together in Birmingham at their house. So it was really cool. The night before the um, the game day, I woke or I saw that the band was practicing at Hoover High School. And I was like, well, I know what I'm doing at, you know, 839 in the morning. I'm driving over there. So I got to go see the band on Iron Bowl Day. That was really it was like a nice kickstart to my day. We shared some of that out on social media. And it kind of got me feeling like, all right, I I heard the music. I heard the fight song. I saw my people all gathered together. And Bama fans showed up to the band practice, too. Like, not that you're not welcome, but, like, to me, that's been the strangest thing. And these are not, like, people that were with other people. These are just single Bama fans that showed up to the Auburn band practice. I'm like, I mean, I get that y'all's band is as good as ours, but it's just a weird concept that they would even show up. Do you find that odd? That's pretty odd. Um, the only thing I can think about is, is maybe family members, but I mean, but that's I, what I'm, I'm saying. Is these are single people. Yeah, yeah. I don't family members of of band members though. Maybe, uh, but okay. I I mean, do you need to wear your your crimson and white though really? to go see your your nephew or so or whatever? But practice the band. I don't know. Um, but I've never gotten to do that, so that's pretty cool. It was it was really cool. So I you know I thought for me. It sucks every year when it's not in Auburn because, you know, it's just better when it's not. Even Alabama fans will say that because the crazy stuff happens when Iron Bowl's in Auburn. But that was just a cool experience that I wanted to share. And that's what the show is all about, the Auburn experience that I haven't got to do in Birmingham, where it always used to take place at Legion Field, all that kind of stuff. The game, as you said, um, I I think when I sit back outside of the emotion situation, it, it was a pretty good game in the sense that you always kind of felt like as far away as Alabama got at times that Auburn really had a shot to make it interesting. Had it not been for some just really big momentum killers at times, questionable calls. I don't know if we can call them questionable calls anymore when they keep happening, Austin, your feelings on the, the non muffed punt by uh, was it Keontae Scott? I think that dropped it. That's right. He didn't drop it. He dropped nothing. No. Coach Lack asked in the uh, post-game interview, uh, is this like the NFL? Can you get fined for talking? And he was reminded, yes, you can. <laughs> Kyle and I cannot get fined. So uh, that was hor- it's horrendous um, that we know. It's horrendous. And we've all seen the video of the angle that they just refused to look at, apparently, or show one time on the on the TV broadcast. But, um, I mean, there's, cl- there's plenty of space between the ball and his hands. And I think really the biggest indicator – is that Keontae Scott got up and didn't even think about it. You know, like he got up very casually. I was like, no, like I didn't touch it. And, and, and I think at times we see guys try and sell it, even if they know they did touch it. Um, and so it's just, it was terrible. And it, it did hurt the game. It hurt the momentum um, for Auburn. I think Alabama scored after that to go up. I don't remember how many, two touchdowns, maybe three. Um but I mean, it's just it hurt the momentum of the game and and affected the way Auburn kind of could had any chance to come back and really steal that momentum back. But um, I was just really impressed. I was shocked at how well 
Um, they were able to run on Alabama. I feel like we haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, I don't remember all the stats. I know that it was the longest in a long time. Auburn had that many rushing yards in the Iron Bowl, the longest in a long time that anybody had had that many rushing yards on an Alabama defense. Um, so just impressed, impressed yeah. with where this team was a month ago or an over a month ago um, and where they are now. And I, I really think that speaks to the testament of one, the kids and how well they've kind of regrouped and, and decide to fight for each other and fight for Auburn. Um, and, and then obviously the coaching staff and, and what's left of what started the year um, and how they've kind of, you know, held it together. It might be with some sticks and mud sometimes, but they've held it together and, and it's been impressive. And so I, Auburn fans, you know, I think a lot of the time get get called out for being War Eagle anyways. But, I mean, this was truly a moment where I was impressed and proud of our team despite, you know, losing by 22 points. Yeah, and there's been several Alabama fans even come to this channel and said, you know, encouraged by the way that they saw us not just lay down, even though that Alabama got far out at one point ahead of us and just kept fighting, trying to be back in it. And, you know, like Lack said, we're not going to – your two choices are to quit or keep fighting and we ain't going to quit. Um, so obviously we would have loved to have been a little bit closer, but the, you know, the big thing for me that still I'm, I'm trying to process in my mind about the iron bowl this year, how this year ended is the whole situation with Cadillac and like still thinking about that incredible moment of him walking out of the tunnel, arm in arm with his boys and recreating that magic with Tommy Tuberville, kind of his coach doing that. And, Everything, uh, how cool having him as the head coach of the Auburn Tigers, even on an interim basis, has been. And, yeah, we'll think back to that moment in the tunnel. But for me, seeing that handshake between him and Nick Saban and knowing it's not just, you know, out of a sign of, like, respect that they saw each other after the game, but that's the two head coaches. What will arguably yeah. be the legendary, the, the biggest legendary coach in Alabama history and the guy that was there for four games. You know, and but he he was loved. I would say more than Nick Saban ever could be, and that to me, it, it, I venture to say it was worth it. Austin, like I, I know that's crazy. I'm not wishing a losing season, the struggles, a coach firing, all that stuff. But it's just cool to think about that forever. We'll have that memory of Cadillac meeting Saban at the middle of the field in the Iron Bowl. It's awesome. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a incredible thought to think about and one that you tell anybody 15 years ago five years ago that's not happening is it's just too unfathomable to think about and so i've really liked looking at the pictures um of of them shaking hands and getting to talk and and it truly like you said it's it's a man who has won a ton of games and it's a guy who has been loved as a player and now as a coach by plenty of people and right there, it looks like they're having a genuine conversation, catching up. You know, um, I, I don't remember who it was. And I'm sorry if they're listening to it and we don't credit you, but I think Ronnie Brown was out there with them at one point. It's like, you think you don't think they didn't bring up that draft in 05 when, when Saban's, <laughs> Saban's group took, took Ronnie um, and them joking about that. I mean, that's, it's not to say they don't have history together, right? Like, right. I mean, there's plenty of history between Cadillac and Nick Saban in so many other worlds. Um, but to to see it all kind of culminate in the Iron Bowl in a scenario that I don't think anyone would have predicted um, was really cool, and and I really I really wish Cadillac could could say he was undefeated against Nick Saban, but not this year. There are plenty of reasons to not smile 
about what's going on in the Auburn football program right now, but none of those ironically have anything to do with their current, albeit interim head coach Cadillac and the way this team responded. And for that, I will just say, I'm very proud of these boys. Mm. Let's dive into the uncomfortable stuff. Just a little bit. You want to do that, Austin? <laughs> You're talking about Auburn volleyball having to go to play Creighton in Omaha. Tough. Match That's not uncomfortable. That's awesome. We'll just drop <laughs> it in right here. It's not what we're going to talk about, but just real quick, uh, we <laughs> talked about it pre-show. Volleyball going to their second tournament ever in the program history. Congratulations to Coach Crouch. Congratulations to volleyball. We are so proud of you guys. Excellent. I will. Well, the problem is, is that they're. It, the game, I think, is right starting right before the men's basketball game this Friday. It's going to be tough to kind of balance the two, Man. you know. I yeah. think. Don't quote me on that, but either way, super proud of you guys. So that's your last feel good moment for the segment. Here we go. Um, <laughs> we said Austin last week that when we all got together again on episode fourteen, we'd be breaking down a brand new head coach for the Auburn Tigers, likely Lane Kiffin. And we ran out of the lane and then we ran out of the lane again. And then we ran into a freeze warning that didn't happen. And then we, I listen, <sighs> we just love to ride on the roller coaster as the Auburn fan base and everything that we do, like just every single thing. And I, and I love it and I hate it at the same time, but this coaching search has been quite an interesting tale um, to say the least. We literally, had moments where we were waiting on Lane Kiffin to take the job. And I would argue it was his job to choose that he wanted another guy seemingly sh should have at least gotten the offer or whatever, or however that goes down. And then now we're back kind of almost, I would say not necessarily to square one, but we're kind of moving down the list and that's what it seems like. Right? So is that a fair assessment, Austin, of where we are currently at as of the recording of this podcast? As of this recording, that's what it seems like. Um, you hit on it. It, you know, we all were waiting until that Egg Bowl game to get over on Thanksgiving night. Um, it concludes. Lane says he's staying to the press. It still looks like it's up in the air all day Friday. And, and you know, all all things seem to point that his family wanted to stay in Oxford, Mississippi. And, and, and he made the call for that that was best for his family. And so it's hard for me to blame him in that, right? Like mm -hmm. I hope that every man would choose what's best for their family as that's yep. as the leader of the household, that's their instruction and their um, title, their job to do um, puts Auburn in a bad situation. Um, <laughs> as, as they were Darn it. Close. Why you be a reasonably mature and not on social <laughs> media, but a make a mature decision as an adult Lane Kiffin. How dare you? telling my brother i was like you know i really did not think that of all people would now choose this moment to be mature but you know <laughs> i i do think it's good for him and his family if that's what they want they want to stay and Ole i think he's well i think he was loved at Ole Miss. i think he's gonna have to build a little bit of that back up after all this mm -hmm. um yeah, but like you said then it was kind of like all right then all the national people right got involved saturday morning Saying it looks like it's going to Hugh Freeze. Depending on where you are, that was a good thing or a bad thing on Hugh Freeze. That kind of stirred up quite a bit of conversation, positive or negative. Um, lots of opinions being aired out. Um, and so now it's kind of like. a nice way of saying it, Austin. 
air, aired out is what I chose to use. <laughs> Lots of opinions being aired out. And so now it's kind of where those opinions reached the ears of those who make these decisions and altered their opinions on what they should do next. It kind of sounds like it has. So like you said, we're, we're now back to a very, very gray area of what comes next with not a lot of time. Um, but it still has to be a right, a right hire. And so, um, I, I, last week I was 1000% sure by this recording, we would be talking about a head coach. I don't know what's recording. We're on 14. I don't know if it'll be 15, 16, 17. If we're talking about a new head coach, um, I hope it's by next, next Sunday and 15. Um, but mm. who knows who really knows at this point? I mean, there are all the names are back out, all the names of, and new names, people names we don't even know are back out, and so it's it's quite a it's quite a uh, conundrum. Let's talk about it from this angle. So the big two, one chose apparently not to come, the other may not yeah. be allowed to come, or even get an yeah. offer, or even have a moment to voice his case in a society where we supposedly allow people to be. I will, I will, I will choose out. You know what? I'm going to not uh, go much further than that. <laughs> I'm going to get myself in trouble tonight. I might later on, but um, now we sit at the precipice of a question that I, I think you can have several different ways of going about it. But let me just come out right and say it. Is Cadillac Williams now a legitimate candidate? Not, not that he was ever not, deserving of an interview of an opportunity to be considered. I, I hope for his sake in his career that they gave him an opportunity or will give him an opportunity to, to go through a process with maybe the understanding that, you know, it's probably going to be someone else to get that experience. If that's something that he wants to do, because I think that would be a great thing for them to do for him. But are we at the point where Cadillac Williams is a legitimate contender? I would think Cadillac Williams at this point is a legitimate contender if he wants to be. And, and I'm not so sure he wants to be. Um, right. I think that there's a, there's a level to when he was named the interim head coach over a month ago now, or I guess right out a month ago. Uh, it was a shock to him. The lots obviously met with tons of positive feedback from us, from plenty of Auburn family folks that Cadillac Williams was now the interim head coach. But it, I think it was a shock to him. He's only been coaching in college for four years and only running backs. Um, now that he's a month in the interim, I don't think too much of his – I don't want to say confidence because I think he's a confident man. I don't think too much of his uh, mindset has changed that he's deserving of this kind of job. Um, I, I think the way that he's handled himself off the field and on the field um, – he's deserving of that. I'm not sure. So sure. He's, he believes he's ready for that. And I think that's okay. I think in today's day and age, if anybody else is the interim head coach at Auburn, they are looking at what they've done over the last week and or last month and how they've pulled the fan base together and united and say, look what I did. Mm -hmm. How come I don't deserve. And I just keep going back to his quote after last game is my seat does not dictate service. And that'll my goodness, preach. it's just, that'll preach. It sir. Just, it keeps going back to that because I really feel like he believes it. And I think that um, – so while I think that he's a legitimate – if he 
he wants to be. I'm not so sure he wants to be yeah. yet. And I don't think that that means he doesn't feel like he wants to be the Auburn head coach. Like he doesn't want that put by his name. I think he does want that one day. And I think he wants to work for that one day. But I think there's also something very wise and very hum- humbling about knowing if you're not ready for that. And I think that's where Cadillac's at. So, um, you know, maybe he can be persuaded differently if this thing keeps going. Um, but I'm just not sure. Doesn't that make you want him as the head coach? The guy who is given yeah. the opportunity and yeah. doesn't want it. Like that that's kind of one of those feel good sayings. You always want the guy who doesn't thinks they don't deserve it, thinks they don't have the experience or deserve to be in that. Like that that qualifies you in and of itself. And from what we've gotten to know of Cadillac as a player, from what we've gotten to know of Cadillac outside of his playing time, what we've gotten to know of Cadillac as a head coach, this seems genuine. And I continue to tell you, you know, people that I talk to about how awesome it is to have one of your childhood heroes actually be a, what seems to be like a decent person. We don't know everybody's skeletons in their closet. That's, you know, alluding to something else. Uh, but we <laughs> certainly seem to think that this guy, it just, has an extreme amount of humility about himself, about what he's been able to accomplish for this team. And I, I, I still am being selfish and trying to protect myself, Austin. I, I don't know that I want my childhood hero to go through what the Auburn fan base can put, put our head coaches through. I also don't know that. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's more of a selfish thing right now. This is not a question of, is he qualified? Does he deserve an interview? Does he deserve a serious look at a seriously just a, I did not think we would get to the point where one uh, choice number one, choice number two, were likely not options, and now we've got to go down further. <laughs> and and that, yeah. at that point, I think he deserves a look. I I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that nobody really expects to get to this point. That's kind of why it's so mm-hmm. up in the air. Um, but you know, I think there are a lot of people. I'm not so sure how many of them are genuinely wanting him to be the coach because they're, they don't think that their team wouldn't succeed. But I think that there are a genuine amount of people who think at this point, mm-hmm. you know, why not? And, but my, and the thing I keep going to, even at the, even at, after that first game, after we saw how excited he was, and then even after the A&M game is, is I don't want coach lack to be set up for failure. And right. so, like you said, for how he can be treated, but also this thing has to get going in the right direction quickly or things could go downhill really, really, really fast. Tennessee. And I don't want it to be exactly or Nebraska. And I don't want it to be oh, Auburn's Auburn's favorite son getting, getting stones hurled at him. Because I, I just think this situation is not where he's at for, or where it's Auburn's at right for him right now. So, um I I just I don't know I don't know I don't know where it's gonna go with Cadillac and I don't know where it's gonna go with the Auburn head coaching job. Mm, man, it's 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 a whirlwind, man, and I, I, we are not done yet. That's all I got to say. Maybe this all gets cleared up. Maybe you're listening to this on the day it debuts on the audio podcast on a Monday, and it's all cleared up. We there was a a plan all along, and, and there's I hope so. You know what? Let's let's save that last segment. Let's talk about that that element of it. So there's a discussion happening out there now that simply because on Twitter, it seems like the sky is falling that, you know, athletic director, new athletic director, uh, John Cohen didn't have a plan or things like that. And I I hate that we get to these points where the sky is falling, where 
things get blown out of proportions. And I think people also ignore that the element with which they can positively and negatively affect things in their school, their program, all that kind of stuff. We've, we've seen a microcosm of that. I, I will say today, especially, but the last 24 hours this weekend with Hugh Free, uh, yes, Hugh Freeze, but Lane Kiffin first deciding apparently that he did not want the job, um, which first of all intrigues me now that I know it was apparently a family decision, but does he feel like he is heir apparent to Nick Saban now? Um, that I didn't buy into that, but that kind of makes me feel like he he thinks something else is coming down the line for him someday. Um, I don't know, just kind of spitball in there. We have had a lot of conversations, hard conversations on social media about the concept of who's an Auburn man, who has the integrity to represent us, all those kind of things. So I, I don't know how we walk around this, Austin, without upsetting anybody because that's that's not our intention here but like just just the concept of being an auburn man being in that position as a head coach like you got any thoughts about that or just anything that you'd want to share just in general because that's some of the conversations around hugh freeze and all that all that kind of stuff yeah yeah i mean we you listen to this and you're in any in tune with anything going on on auburn social media world or auburn candidate world you likely know, have an opinion on whether Hugh Freeze and his and his past have a place as the Auburn head coach. I, we don't have time, and we don't have the resources the right now to go into the fact. Yes, the facts and resources to go into all that Hugh Freeze has been accused of doing in his tenure at Ole Miss and his tenure at Liberty. Anything. Um, However, most of us have a general yeah, or there's a general assumption about the, out there about some, some things that went down. Um, my opinion, and this is just Austin's opinion on all this, um, is that there is time and place for where people have the opportunity to change their life around, um, and especially people who are followers of Jesus Christ. Um, to which Hugh claims to be. Right. Um, now, there is still a reason, still a safe assumption for caution when yep. people have public opinion or public um, sins, let's just call it like it is, public sins out in the open, right? Yep. yep. There's still reason for caution, and that is incredibly um, normal and I think wise. However, People that know the individual and that can speak up for their character and that know them personally outside of their coaching record and outside of what they can do on a football field, those people's opinions I'm going to take with a little more merit. Um, and, and I'm not saying everyone. I'm not saying everyone's perfect, and I'm not saying that everyone has said had glowing remarks about Hugh Freeze. But I do trust that if Hugh Freeze has gotten to the point in the Auburn coaching search where he's had interviews with John Cohen or Chris Roberts or, or people that are in charge of making those decisions. I don't think they're not glazing over the past or glazing yeah. over what went wrong. Now, can somebody go into an interview and lie their butt off? Absolutely. But I think there's also, 
that's why you do background checks, right? You check with other individuals yep. and hopefully you check with those who know them correctly and deeply. And so I think that, and let's not forget, John Cohen was the athletic director at Mississippi State when supposedly Mississippi State turned Ole Miss in for everything that went down. There are very, probably very few people. By the way, don't you love that in. rivalries are turning each other in? <laughs> that's fantastic. But let's just forget that there's probably a very short list of people who know everything that went down and John Cohen is one of them. Now, I'm not saying he's probably, I don't think he's necessarily a hundred percent comfortable with it either, but I think that he understands the job that he has. And, mm-hmm. and if, if Hugh freeze can be the head coach that Auburn needs and fit with the Auburn culture. Yep. So all that to say, I think that there is individuals who have a responsibility in this search to check a lot of boxes on the field and off the field. And I am not one to say they're not doing that. I'm not, I don't have the authority to say that they're not doing their job. And right. so if they believe Roberts and John, Co- yes, John Cohen and other individuals believe that Hugh Freeze has life round and can fit with the Auburn family and deserves a second chance at a power five institution, that's good enough for me. Right. I fully believe that those two are doing what's best for Auburn and not for the football program or for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, and this is where I'm going to end with my little rant on Hugh Freeze. And the, <laughs> the, if we wanted to have somebody who checks all our boxes with in the SEC, recruits well, competes well against Saban and beats him, and now we want a clean, squeaky record on morals. Well, folks, we paid him $23 million to go down to Orlando and coach UCF. So I, you can't have it both ways. No, you went there. I, I'm sorry. You cannot have it both ways. If, if that is – if you want to get into the offensive schematics of it too, they're really not that different. And I can, You can tell me all about the whole thing with the quarterbacks Hugh has versus Gus has. Sure. I'm sorry, the schematics still aren't that different. And so then you start checking all the boxes on how they're different in recruiting or how they're different in uh, morals and good ethics. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wanted a squeaky clean record, which I'm going to hate, I hate to break it to you, there are very, very few people that have that in the coaching world and in general. If you want to look up, well, no, 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 don't go there. It, so, <laughs> all I'm tell saying, that, tell that, tell that. so that's all I'm saying is, guy who who checks all those boxes that people are clamoring for so i don't know what else to tell you about that but if you were not bottom line bottom line i had to do it for you bottom line people at auburn that are entrusted and in charge of making the decisions that are best for auburn university and auburn athletics believe hugh freeze is that in all areas that's Mm -hmm. good enough for me let me. Uh, you said a lot of things. I'm not even going to touch the uh, the Gus stuff because I 100% agree with that. You said it all, so that, I know that's going to fire people up in and of itself. But let let me. I want to. I want to say some things publicly here because we're we're dancing around this topic, trying to offer a certain opinion without ourselves, you know, getting canceled and said that we're saying certain things. We're we've discussed a lot about Hughes' past, you know, you know talking about that there are some current things that are being investigated that if you do minimal amount of research you'll find that it's 
there's nothing been how do I walk around this, Kyle? There are some things that still need to be investigated because I think there is a conversation that needs to be had about this subject and uh, where we're talking about uh, you know issues of assault and um, sexual misconduct and stuff like that. But there are conversations that need to happen, not finger pointing, not blaming, not one-sided yelling matches and canceling and, and forcing people like they can't be part of the conversation if their opinion or angle doesn't line up completely with yours. Um, so I, I think this is a moot point about Hugh Freeze at this point because I, I don't personally know that it's going to happen. I don't have any information otherwise, but it just feels like it was a very sad commentary today, uh, especially on social media about two sides of a conversation that need to happen and it not happening. And it's just sad. It's, it's sad to see that happen. And it's sad to see that. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how much further to go with that. Uh, other than I, I, there was a lot, there was disappointments on both sides of the, I, I saw disappointments in favor of Hugh Freeze. I saw disappointments against Hugh Freeze. And I think that's the thing that we're trying to convey here is that, we're not saying that Hugh Freeze is the answer for Auburn. We're also not saying that um, he's not the the right answer for Auburn. But we're just saying that we as a family should ask for accountability, should ask for um, credibility, should ask for morality, should ask for all these things. But we can't pick and choose when we do it. And that's yep. the biggest thing. Don't now act like this is the most important thing when it wasn't three seasons ago. So yep. that's that's my biggest thing, and that's the thing that's most frightening. It has very little to do with Hugh Freeze. It has more to do with a bigger conversation that needs to happen. And, of course, that's probably going to piss some people off, but here we are in the world that we live in today. So with that being said, Austin, I know that we we, we tackled a, not a lot tonight, but some of the things that are prevalent right now. And hopefully we won't have to do this discussion about a circus on social media next week, but more so having a discussion about is this guy and his what staff is he going to bring in the one that's going to get the ship right at Auburn. And hopefully it will be Gosh. someone that can you here, here's what I want. Austin, I think you agree. Somebody to unite the majority of us going forward. Which is a tall task and um, <laughs> gotta be with the man who uh, has to do it. But I, I believe that there's someone out there that is right for this job. And, uh, how long it takes to get that person? We'll just have to find out. But uh, <laughs> could be episode I, twenty. But yeah, <laughs> it, it could be episode twenty. But just I think that's the other thing. And you mentioned it. And that's the last thing I'll say about it is keep your standards, but just recognize that there are other people behind. There are people with feelings and faces and lives behind the, the Twitter handles you're going back and forth with. Yep. Um, and just recognize that that those people are people with with as strong as you are about your opinions. They are. You might not agree with them. They're just as strong about theirs. And they may just be just as valid because there is a world yes. where both sides are very valid points. And I think just last thought, I think this is a conversation around the Hugh Freeze and reasons to and not to fire him that are very valid points that both need to be discussed. And 
I think there's probably more in common than people want to realize. And so that's, this is just a call to us living up to the standards that we profess that we want in our head coach. Let's all do the same yep. and treat each other with yep. mutual helpfulness and all the other little slogans from the Auburn Creed that I can start quoting and just make people gag at this point. All right. <laughs> we're going to put that one to bed and see how <laughs> that goes for us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode 14. Hopefully episode 15 will be a lot more interesting in the term of successful things moving forward. And we'll meet back with you guys there. Austin, if people want to chat with you, where can they find you? Oh man, if they want to chat with me after all that, uh, Austin, you can just go to Kyle's page if you want to chat with him. Yes, uh, Austin, Austin G. Scott on anything. Uh, come, 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 find me. We'll we'll have a nice discussion and and we'll talk about what you think and what I think and that we all love Auburn. And uh, actually, I was going to name drop somebody else's email, but there will be people out there that <laughs> would take <laughs> advantage of it. And so that individual right now is better be glad that I, that I thought better of that. You can find me on Twitter at KyleWimps24 if you want to have discussions, not yelling matches on social media. Love to talk to you about anything around Auburn, but even things about this particular subject. Hoping we have a more fun episode on episode 15. Until we talk to you guys again, or even.